Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One I four. No, that's not good. One. <laughs> 105.3 FG. Oh, no. I thought he was saying, I was, I was about to say one eye blind. <laughs> Could be. Uh, forgive uh, uh, that to everybody. It's a good thing. I was listening to the news, Tom. It's a good yeah. thing that the United States government did not leave the naming of that spaceship to the people as they did in Britain or would have a Bodie McBoat face. Hmm. Was, what? That was so bizarre. You don't remember that story where they put the naming of something out to the people and it came up Bodie McBoatface? No. <laughs> oh, what a crazy, I guess I just keep oh, missing what a crazy world stuff. we live in. 260 is the number. If you would like to get into this crazy show, we are talking about food. Here we are. And uh, what makes you think that we're crazy? Oh, we, nothing, yeah. Tom. Nothing at all. Um, anyway, that uh, <clears throat> was it's a National Paella Day, which is what I said a long time ago. Yeah. We talked a little bit about paella and about mm. Spanish restaurants in town. We've never had a lot of them, but we've always had a, a few. Uh huh. And uh, they have. Uh, Who's that guy who style? runs Barcelona Tapas? Who was out in Metairie for a while? What's he, his name? He, uh, oh, wait, wait, Lawrence, or it begins with an L. Lawrence, Laurentino. No. Laurentino, yeah, I remember ding, him. Ding, 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 ding. He had a different. Got him good. He did have another one in uh, Metairie at one point. He had to leave the building. I, I can picture was... it right now. I can picture the building. Yeah. And uh, was it torn down? No, uh, it, they, the people who a... owned the building wanted to do something dramatically, uh, also, and so uh, so. What's his name? Roberts. Laurentino. Laurentino. He uh, he wound up having to leave. He yeah. wound up uptown. It's probably a better place for him anyway. Probably is. But I mean, because uh, Paella is kind of an exotic thing. Uh, kind of an exotic thing. It's not. So it's probably better down in New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. Okay, so back to Spadini. I still maintain that I have never seen Spadini served yeah. on any kind of skewer i've always well, seen it and you get it a lot i have always seen it served in a threesome 
and it's just a rolled ball of stuff. And I do not understand your fascination with it, but go ahead. I, I don't Enjoy really like it, it that what? much. No, I really don't. <laughs> oh, it, my it, gosh, Tom. You get Spadini every time you see it. You do? Just, yeah, just like you get strip steak. So now this is I another thing. I am not for any this reason. It's another thing that you... It's another thing that you think you like that you Greg's don't. Greg's on phone. Let's talk to him. Uh, Greg. Uh, hi, Greg. Welcome to the Hey. Show. How are you guys hey. doing today? You're stepping well, in to you save know, Tom from being beaten up by me. The, it's the <laughs> usual story. The women are beaten up on me. There you go. Yeah. Marianne, so, I've got, can I offer two places for an idea for, you said, for lunch? Is that correct, for tomorrow? Yes, please. Oh, I'd love it. Thank you. Sure. How about uh, Palace Cafe? I haven't been to Pal's Cafe in, if I may use a really old-fashioned expression, a coon's age. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, what's uh, the other one? That dropped. In. I was about uh, to say that. The stopped. other one's going to be a, it's it's going to be a chain, but I, I I just I think we've talked about this before about Houston's on St. Charles just having a really diverse menu and it's a really nice place. I love Houston's, but you know what? This person is. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to ask her because she's in the business and she's yeah. uh, she's sophisticated. But you know what? Everyone loves Houston, sophisticated or not. I don't. Well, Tom. <laughs> no, I, I tell you, there, there, I have another example here. Uh, after Katrina, uh -huh. once, once you could get around without causing problems, uh -huh. uh, I went down there to check on things. Uh -huh. And then I got... Uh, someone wanted me to come over there and eat there. Just, yeah, yeah. look at some of the menus. Yeah, I don't. Rem I do remember the name of it. Well, I don't remember. And too. so, what did you say? I uh, I told them that they. Uh, uh, I don't you probably know. told them I, no, I, but I, you I, know what? I probably made you go anyway because I love Houston's. And you know what, Tom? I'll like give you a good it. example of the Houston's customer. Yeah. I have a good friend yeah. who had two favorite restaurants. Yeah. Okay, this is a lawyer who had plenty of money. Yeah. Two favorite restaurants. You know what they were? Uh, Emeralds. Emeralds. Uh huh. Emeralds. Uh huh. And Houston's. And Houston's. Yeah. So, it just goes to show you that he is a uh, widely open-minded, varied. Uh, well, that's about the, that's about the way to say it. An ordinary. Did you? Marianne, no, I thought no, I you're saying also... that Emeralds is ordinary then, because that's his other favorite. Those are two dichotomous restaurants in your book, but I think Houston's is one of those one of those culinary elixirs full of all kinds of people. Greg, and also, you didn't Marianne, really understand. Also, <laughs> I was going to say no. Uh, I don't know which one, but what about? I think that Ferret Street kind of gets neglected sometimes when it comes to lunchtime. Maybe there's a nice restaurant on Ferret Street. I don't know if you're going to be in that area, but there's plenty of places to walk around and, and find a good place. Is Saffron Nola open for lunch on Friday? It might be one of those restaurants that only is open for lunch on Friday. If that's the case, that's where we're going to go. But yeah, I, I do like that restaurant a lot. Yeah, it might not be. Yeah, so they've, anyway. there's some good stuff. But when you said a menu, though, if you don't know this person that well as far as food tastes go, I would... Palace Cafe. So you said you haven't been in a long time. Oh, forever. 
really. Ever. Yeah, I, I mean, it's maybe not the best of the Brennan's restaurants, obviously, but I think it's consistent. And, I, I mean, it's right yeah, there in the very city. Much so. So. Yeah, they do yeah. a lot of things that you don't see too much. Now, for example, they are really into duck. That's always yeah. been on the menu. They make a... They, they, they don't pedal back on it at all. They give it to you what in What kind full. of duck, though? Because, like, I love duck, but I've learned from my Donald's. NOLA experience yeah. last week that I like confit. confit I like is shredded thing. duck with crispy skin. If it's not overcooked in the inside, forget it. And it cannot ever, under any circumstances, be pink sliced breast. Yeah. Am I too particular? <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is shredded, Marianne? Uh, uh, do you no, care what, for, what? when you go to a Mexican restaurant, do you care for your um, enchil- chicken enchiladas to be shredded chicken? Or do you, or do you like, is, is it a texture thing? False. That's uh, how I like it. I don't get chicken enchiladas, and um, I would have it shredded. Okay, I, I have yeah, this confession to make. Tom is going to keel over in his chair. When you hear a thump, it means Tom fell out of his chair. I did not throw <laughs> him out of his chair. I just want everyone to be clear about that. But I used to have a thing for the old Chi-Chi's. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, with their chimichanga with the shredded chicken. It was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Hey, but you know gone. what else was good to Marianne? Going going back in the day, I think I've called the show before a long time ago in Metairie. Kukos, C U C O S. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, they lasted for a fairly long time, and then I, they fell over. Uh, this would have been in Kenner, I think, or or Metairie. Who owned that? It was somebody big. It was uh, somebody from the uh, from Metairie, and uh, they call themselves. Uh, the, it was somebody mm, big enough some, to sustain yeah. whatever downturn yeah. there was. Yeah. And to. It started as a steakhouse. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Look it up. But uh, but they there was, you know, it's like if you have a restaurant, first of all, there were a lot of locations at one point, and then they whittled down to oh, just yeah. the one on veterans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. That's the and one I, that I, I think understand. is where. Go ahead. What? No, I was going to say the one on veterans. Do you remember? Was it where? I mean, was it by Transcontinental, like in that area? Yes. Yes. It was like a block or two west of Transcontinental. Uh, but what what's really puzzling about it? Actually, no, no. It was between veterans. I mean, it was between uh, Clearview and Transcontinental. Because, like, I'm thinking about it now. Zapardo's is transcontinental. It was just a block or two into the city from transcontinental. It's you know That's you right. know where it is. It, it's in I think what that complex is of all the chain restaurants. It was kind of there. I could be wrong though. I mean I'm not absolutely certain. So if somebody knows better, give no, me a call. No, I think you're right. I think it was in that area. That's where the old Marcellos used to be a few years yes. ago, right? Yes. Yeah. It might be yeah. on the exact same site, but to me, I, I don't. I never did understand Kuko's, the trajectory of Kuko's. At one time, it was thriving. Does anyone remember who owned Kuko's? Because it yes. was someone big enough. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was the same people we were talking about with the uh, special uh, donuts and all. Uh, not donuts, but <clears throat> anyway. Uh, do you re- remember anybody here 
you know, on Iberville Street, mm-hmm. and you have a few neighborhood restaurants, and they were pretty popular, though. And uh, uh, that's straight up Bienville Street from the from the uh, city. Well, it was um, um, uh, This is somehow related to Kukos. <coughs> yeah. This is somehow related to yeah. Kukos. And it was uh, this stretched from um, uh, Bienville mm-hmm. and uh, Carrollton all the way to the uh, to the. It, there's a what, dead people in it. Somebody help cemetery. Me. Cemetery. Okay. <laughs> And those that family, which has had a, oh a, Stewart, a bunch of no, no. not Stewart. Okay, uh, they had more restaurants that they their family built out uh, uh, for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I mean it was a time. massive company. Uh, does anybody yeah. know who this is? Uh, because I, 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 because they had the financial resources to weather a downturn, and to and to get the business back on footing. And I, I don't understand it because Kukos was good. I thought it was good. And the, even though they took, uh, they insisted on uh, your having Help us pay, out if somebody knows the, the they, family. They, what? They wouldn't accept the. Uh, no, Tom. I'm telling no. you. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling sorry. you. I don't think so. It's the food show. We uh, are being told Greg, to I think take you're being dismissed. I think you're being. Oh, oh, okay. Well, Thank you for calling, Greg. All right. Thank you. Go. You guys have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. What? All right. Do we have somebody who can help us out here? Uh, I don't know, but let's get him on. Alan. <laughs> oh, Alan. Is this Alan from Seattle? Alan from Seattle. Are you in a bubble, Alan? Because, you know, the press says that you should be in a bubble right now. You know, it's funny. Um, I haven't been to work since last Friday. Sweet. When all, when all this sort of started flaring up, uh-huh. because over the weekend I started sneezing <gasps> and um, started coughing a bit, and I thought, oh gosh, you know, because I was I was bragging about, you know, I haven't been sick yet this season, uh-huh. and working in the school, I get sick typically once or twice um, a year. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm, I'm really fine today, but it, it was just a slight cold. But with all this, 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 you know, it, it's, it's all hyped up about uh, this virus. Mm-hmm. I don't dare. It's madness. Uh, <laughs> if, you know, I'm going to get such dirty looks from, from the kids and, <laughs> and colleagues if I, you know, just so much as cough or clear my throat. So uh-huh. that's okay. I've, I've got some days off to burn, and I do mm-hmm. fall in that category. I'm over 60, um, you know, and um, I, I wouldn't say my immune system's that bad, but but, but, but asthma, I'm, I'm a bit asthmatic. So I figured, you know what, the heck, I, I'm, I'm just going to um, stay at home, uh, read the um, uh, No Menu, your new uh, website, Um I think it's a you, you folks did a great job with nomenu.com. Thank um, you. It's very easy to navigate. I, seriously, I've spent hours. You've got this way, uh, you know, where where it's you go by page, page by page. There's a little mm-hmm. arrow to the next page and to the next page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, instead of going from from beginning to end, I went from end, which goes back. Oh my gosh, what nineteen. 
um, 80 something, I think. You've got some articles, uh, Tom's articles. Oh, sure. And, I, I started it in 70, so. So instead of Thank reading you. books, I've just been reading your articles, Tom, uh, on nomenu.com and going from back, from way back <laughs> to to the present and really in, enjoying it. It's, it's very, um, it's great. Well, now I, have, now I have to get after my son who uh, who put the whole thing together. Our daughter designed it, and our son coded it. And um, and I have to get after him because the whole idea is to get people to subscribe. So if they can read all of Tom's work for the last 40 years, that doesn't help us very much. So I'm going to have to thank you for telling me that, Alan. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. I don't get it. So it doesn't help. Is that is that because there's going to be a book um, to come out with everything? No, there, or, it, or it, there was there was a book. As a matter of fact, it's sit here. There are several and, books, Alan. And actually. when you tell me well, something, no, about I it, just <clears throat> what? I realize no that that there are several books, and I do have a couple myself. But um, I, I I don't know. I think um, uh, so. What's the reason? I'm, 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 I see uh, well, I don't know. Point. I was under the impression. See, I'm just, I'm just um, doing a lot of the writing now. So, and I'm, and I am a technical dum dum. So, um, and and my daughter, she gets angry with me sometimes. She goes, "Mom, if you just use your noggin just a little bit, this will work out fine." <laughs> you know, it's like if it's electronic. Oh my gosh. So anyway, um, fortunately, though, we have the people involved who have the skills to do everything that needs to be done to take this forward. So, you know, Mary Lee's doing the creative and Jude is doing the coding. <clears throat> and here's a funny one. That we're and and I have to check with Jude. Yes. That, yeah, we are going to reprint the eat book. Yes. I have to check with Jude, though, because. The whole idea is that uh, we are we are gearing up to have a lot more subscriber participation, and if if a person can get everything they ever wanted on the website, then that that kind of nixes that. So I thank you for this information, Alan. I'm going to have a conversation with my son oh, when we're done. <laughs> so I see what so what what you, what what you're saying is uh, you want to make it so that you you have to subscribe. In order to get to, but yes. I do subscribe. The good vintage so stuff should be by subscription only. Yes, the good vintage <laughs> stuff. Like basically, well, the pr the plan was, if you don't want to subscribe, that's fine. But then you get mostly me, and if you do want to subscribe, then you get Tom and the forty five well, years that he's done this. <clears throat> so that's that's the, that was the goal. Well, I have to tell you. Uh, I, I can't get way back then to, to the older articles on my phone. Um, but I, and let me add this, that when I do on my computer, when I do log in um, and, and because I do subscribe, um, then I, I am able. So I have a feeling it is set up so that if you if you're not a subscriber, you're okay. not privy to all those okay. articles from way back. Okay. Because I, because we had many conversations about this, and I was under the impression that if you want Tom, especially vintage Tom, that is subscription only. So we shall see. I will talk to him after. But, um, but I'm glad you've had a good time on the website. There is a treasure trove of information 
there if you are interested in New Orleans food? 45 years worth. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. And one thing that just stands out in mind, I think because I saw that, um, I, I was looking at a dish. I'm not sure if, uh, who, uh, what restaurant, but it was Oysters Almondine. Mm-hmm. That's uh, and I, I thought I, I wrote in uh, in a in a contest in uh, Washington. Uh, it was oysters au poivre that au you poivre. won that. Uh-huh. Yeah, good yeah. for knowing that. That's that's a very I just, just obscure. I just thought <laughs> my goodness, I've never seen oysters almondine. Um, and I don't know if you're if you're going for a break real second. soon, but uh, if I can add a suggestion about uh, lunch tomorrow. Um, yeah. I don't think you've been yet, and that's uh, the place that uh, that's closing, Bonton. We went yesterday. Oh, you did. We did. Okay. We went yesterday. There is going to be a really big piece on Monday, written okay. by Tom and me, um, about the Bonton over the years, about like a how it's an outlier. And um, and will be the end of of that grand dame, I, you know. Did you hear the show at oh, all yesterday? Yes, I've been listening. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. So I was talking about how the the other grand dames have adapted with the times, and in some cases that not, that's not necessarily a good thing. But each of them have individually done something to update. For example, Brennan's. Brennan's is in the same building. It looks completely different. The menu is is totally different. It's a fabulous restaurant, but it has definitely changed. What's this? Brennan's. Now it's not it's not officially a grand dame, but I'm just yeah. talking about, you know, Galatoire's has Philip Lopez in the kitchen. Antoine's is yeah. doing drag brunches. Arno's is is doing its own thing, but they adapt and and change. But but Bonton is, it's a snapshot in time, and that's kind of a fascinating yeah. thing in and of itself. So I've got all those thoughts. Tom's got all those memories, and we're going to compile them over the weekend for uh, a piece to say goodbye to. That's Brian. right. No, I, I do recall now. You did say they still have the uh, the waitresses that call you darling and sweet oh, yeah. and, and so yeah. forth. And where really would, where are they going to go now? Um, so what, yeah, they're going to retire is what they're going to well, do. Probably. Uh, uh, one, more, one more suggestion, um, if, if I may, and that would be the maple leaf. Um, uh, oh, Jamil's place. Oh, Maple Street Cafe? Maple Ma- Street Cafe? Me. Wait, maple we, Street we Cafe, pardon me. Yes. Okay. Um, Ron is now but, yeah. screaming at us, Alan. Alan, call okay. us on my wait, call us tomorrow because I want to talk about oh we have two guests though. We have to talk about the piece that you sent. That's so funny. All right, but we have to go. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> when they right. start screaming from the control booth, we gotta listen. Thank you, Alan. Go. Stay okay. well. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. See ya. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We're gonna take a break now. We won't be going Ellen long. is our favorite expat living in and Seattle. Expat, uh, you know, <laughs> well, we'll let them know. Uh, stay tuned. More of the food show coming.
Hi there, it's the Food Show. It's still the Food Show. And this is something we've been going along for quite a while today, having a lot of fun with it as well. Our number is 260-6368 if you want to call us. If you don't want to call us, you can call us anyway, and we can talk about this. Or you can just listen, like to Ron the Gourmet Waiter, who's already on the line. Yeah, Let's go to Ron. Perfect. Anyway, uh, but please uh, take advantage of what we have for you, and that is a lot of information about eating, about going to restaurants. You know, if if you uh, keep yourself straight. Uh, Tom, yeah. the gourmet waiter's Ron, on. The waiter is Ron, on. Ron, the gourmet waiter's on. Anyway, let me finish this sentence or this penny. Uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we will come back with more of the food show in just no, a moment. Nope, nope. No. Yes, Ron the Hello. Gourmet Waiter. I knew that already. All right. Hi, how are y'all doing? Hi, Ron. Okay. Ron. Um, I wanted oh, to. Uh, I wanted to say the web. On your ears. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The website what? looks great. Okay. Thank you. Wait. Yeah, the website's wait. fantastic. I like the new options as far as how to listen. I wanted to call in and talk just for a moment about what happened with Kukos. I'm not saying I know. Oh, good. But I've got fran- I've got franchise experience. Okay. I've sold franchises, and I have friends that have bought them. And sometimes, I'm going to give you an example, but I'm not going to name who this is. But you might be able to guess. Okay, a while back, there were quite a few pizza joints in New Orleans. As a matter of fact, there were over 30 in the New Orleans area. And what happened was, was the person that owned all of these got behind on their royalty payments to this very well-known pizza company. And they told him, they said, look, if you don't make your payments on time, uh, we're going to shut you down. This is your only warning. Well, this person apparently got in trouble again, so this pizza chain pulled all of the franchises at once. Now, that resulted in guys like um, Reginelli coming in, uh, Mitch Rotolo from Baton Rouge coming in, and uh, it kind of revolutionized the pizza market. So that's one issue that could have happened. The other issue is sometimes the company itself will raise your franchise fee. You may go from 4.5% of gross, which I call the top line, to maybe even up to 6%. And sometimes you just don't think that it's worth the value of making those payments. So you shut down, and then you use the experience that you gained from that national company or international company to, to then do your own thing. So it's very possible that one of those two scenarios occurred. You know, I remember this as being two names. One of them was from a restaurant that everybody knew. It was one of those uh, Mexican uh, uh, menus for starters, and then there was one that did pizza. Now, most of this was out in Metairie, although there were some on Bienville Street. And, uh, and the family... I think it was all I, locally owned. I don't think it was franchised oh, at all. Was all the stores were corporate. All, all they were, you're yeah. absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, it's one family. It was one, one family. family. They owned everything. And that's why I'm saying, if these, the, the, this franchise scenario doesn't really apply here. They have a, anyway, so then totally a lot of times one person will own all of the franchises in a city or in an area, and when they decide to make a move, yeah. either to shut down or to do yeah. something else, all of a sudden everything goes away. I'm going to go. I'm yeah. late for work. Uh, great show as always. Website couldn't be looking better. Thank you. Thank nice you. Nice hearing from you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is the food show, believe it or not. And we are going to talk to Mike. Welcome to the food show. Hello. Hello, welcome to our show. I remember who had oysters amadine. It was Petra. Petra. Ah. Okay. Yeah, Petra. that was a really good dish over there. Yeah. 
moving on, the obvious place to go tomorrow would be Galatoire's. Yes, yeah. that, that's probably where we're going to go. And if you didn't want the hassle of trying to get in Galatoire's, Rib Room has a pretty nice scene on Friday lunch. Wait, who does? Uh, uh, the Rib Room. Oh, the Rib Room, yeah. Oh, I love the I Rib mean, Room. I do. There's nothing like there's nothing like Galatoire's, but there's a lunch scene at Friday lunch at the Rib Room. There's, there's a buzz yeah. going on. I'm assuming yeah. you want more than food on the table. You want a bit of a, a festive at, atmosphere, so... Yeah, and the, uh-huh. the the great thing about the rib room is just so easy. You know, you pull in, you got validated parking, and you know, I mean, it's effortless, really. You know, and I've, I've been a critic of the food over there for a long time, even though I have a wine locker over there. But it's it's a lot better. You have a wine problem. locker over there? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Well, you're so a collector. Well, think, yeah, but he's on the what? North Shore, so. Well, you can still be a North. Uh, you can still be uh, a collector. Uh, no matter where you are. Mike, how often do you make it across the lake to eat? Not nearly as often as I used to. It's just gotten mm-hmm. to be uh, a lot of trouble, to be honest with you. I mean, uh-huh. I've got my places over here that I enjoy. And, yeah. But uh, Tom Wolf is a good, hell of a good chef, and I think the food yeah, is really yeah. good now that he's been there. They, they've gone through a lot of a lot of pretty mediocre periods over the years, but he's, he's good, you know. Uh, well, he used to we'll move see. around a lot, so I'm glad that he seems to have found a niche that works for both. Yeah, it does seem to. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you also, where did you see that huge paella pan? At uh, which? The one oh. I was talking about or the one that she was talking about? <laughs> Why, Mike, are you thinking about going to get it? Because, I mean, it's huge. Well, my brother-in-law has a full array of outdoor burners, and I'm sure he could accommodate a pan of that size. So I was just curious. I heard it at the end. I wasn't paying. Go ahead. It's probably five feet in diameter, and it is on the wall at Care Restaurant and Supply. Do you have any idea what they're asking for? No. Why don't you call them? Well, I'll just go down there and take a look at it. You know, I might be Nice present for him. I had one other thing. Well, tell him where you heard about it because I'm trying to get him to advertise on the show. That's why I was there. (laughs) Okay. I know there was one more thing. Oh, I know what it was. Strip steaks. Strip steaks. Tom does not like them. Tom has to follow. No, no. Listen up now, Tom. You have to have. You got to follow your own advice. okay? Okay. Years ago, you said that you only order a strip when you know it's the highest quality beef. That's right. And that, that is the key, okay? You do not go to a restaurant that's serving choice or select and order a strip steak. If you know they're serving prom, then strip is the cut to get. But I've taken it one step further, okay? One of the slang names for a strip steak is veiny steak. They actually Vein, call it veiny steak? steak because of the veins, because of the cartilage, uh-huh. all right? Uh-huh. And after be, I went – the, the first time I really encountered this was at the, the Besha Steakhouse in Harris, all right? And I paid $65 for a strip. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you a full third of the strip was inedible because of the cartilage. Uh, uh, so now, and, and, it, and it's really embarrassing because, I mean, it's like chewing on a rubber band, you know? But when I go to a restaurant now, and the one obviously I go to the most is Gallagher's, I tell them, I said, look, I want a strip. I want extra salt, I want it medium rare, and please ask the kitchen to give me one without the vein. 
and I have never had a problem after that. I get one that's totally edible from end to end. So mm-hmm. if you're getting prime beef me. and you're getting one without the cartilage, you're gonna you're gonna really. I I totally think it's the best steak there is, because you know people that love ribeyes love them because of all the internal marbling and all. That's that's all good and fine, but I think the strip has the texture that I'm looking for with a first class steak. I really do. But it can be a chore if you get one that's that's subpar, you know. It can be a chore to watch too. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go and, check out and the to listen fan. to. Believe me. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if if I can reestablish this uh, conversation, uh-huh. there's no way you can take a, a very much a, a a living thing when you get a steak. That thing it was not too long ago. Uh, was it? Not uh, treated to become. Oh, don't tell me, don't tell me alive, because <clears throat> I can't handle that kind of stuff. But uh, the uh, that's one of the ways you can, uh, if if you take a look at it and actually always, cut off some of it. I have been known to do that. I actually there, cut there's a always, chunk there's out of always, it. Always a possibility of getting a tough steak. Always. I mean, that just yeah, happens. Yeah, it that doesn't happen true. often, but it it does happen. But I'm telling you, if you tell them you want it without the without the vein, and it's prime beef, you're going to have a good steak. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, right, I'm going to remember that advice, and the next right. time Tom is set to order a strip steak, I'm going to I'm going to ask those questions. She's thinking you're going to have okay. dinner with her again. Bye. <laughs> Two six zero six three six eight. Oh, folks. <laughs> Uh, do we have to make a break, Ron, or do or are we okay? Okay. All right. So back to Kukos. I'm going to be driven mad by the uh, the inability to nail down the family that owned Kukos and the mysterious disappearance of Kukos. It was kind of like uh, Agatha Christie's book, Ten Little Indians, or whatever it was. Um because one disappeared first, then another one, then another one, then another one. And then one, the one on Veterans Highway, was a single standing restaurant for a long time before it disappeared, too. I remember all of these very well, I wish, but mysterious. I can't remember any of the names. It was good, though. I did like Kukos. And the, the Puglia, what comes to my mind, but I don't think that was one of them. It was, um, it was Puglia had a, a supermarket, didn't it, by Puglia. WWL? Yeah. Yeah. This right next um, door. Yeah, I remember that. Um, it was it was Tex Mexish, and it was before there were so many of everything. It was really exotic, you know. <laughs> and of course, it wouldn't be right now, but you know, it was it was back in the well eighties because you and I went there eighties. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. We've had a lively show today. Yeah, we uh, really have, and they say that here we are out in the middle of nowhere. You can't get anything. Well, we just got something. So, uh, yeah, uh, put us on your rock. Uh, you, we we'd love to have uh, lunch or dinner with you. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know, I do that all the time. I walk up to complete strangers and I ask them if uh, if they would uh, be interested. Can in anyone having... help me? Call two six zero six three six eight is the number. 
All right. Oh, there we go. So someone someone sent me this. All right. It was the Liuza family. The Liuza family. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The as, as soon family. as the word came out, yep. I knew it immediately. Thank you. All of what my lively texters. Let me write it down. I get information I from people while we're doing the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> what? Uh, the Liuza family. Okay, Liuza. so now you can text me the answer because obviously you're not going to call. But the Liuza family of Liuzas, I guess, and Liuzas by the track. And what is it again? Liuza and Liuza by the track. Is that the same family? Yes. Okay, but so then not they, anymore. They have been separated a long time. Well, I wonder if that. I wonder if that came about as part of the Kukos thing because they owned the Kukos. I think uh, the so. The Kuko's restaurants so. too. Does any does anyone, including my texter, know uh, how many locations of Kuko's there was? Because or th- there were because uh, there were more. There was definitely like maybe five or something. Yeah. Seem yeah. to remember there was something like five. I think they had about that many just in here in New Orleans. Well, I, I don't think there were right. any place else. Were they outside of New Orleans? Because. I, can't I think they were trying to to uh, maybe I, I, that I was it. They I, were trying to expand and it collapsed on them. I did see it once, that, and it was just passing through more or less. I wonder. Oh, that's the plot thickens. Anyway, um, WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Give us a call two six zero six three six eight tomorrow on the show. We have, um, oh gosh, okay. What? Uh oh. <laughs> we have. I have the. I have further information coming to me in rapid fire. Yeah. And uh, the excuse that the person gave me is that they're supposed to be working, so <laughs> so they can't call. Um, the uh, it's a realty, the, a realty company. Too. It's like they're really? invested in a lot of real estate. So I have to look this up and solve my own mystery of what happened to Kukos. It's the Liuza family. And this is from a very, very good source. Tomorrow on the show, we have two guests. One from New York. It is a phone interview. And the book is so stunning. I want everything in it. I've never had that reaction to a cookbook before where I want everything in it. Now, she's good at this. She was the first food editor of my nemesis, Martha Stewart Living, her publication, Martha Stewart Living. And she, she, um, has been in the food styling business and catering and all of that for a while. But it is called Open Kitchen. And we will have her calling from New York in at 3 o'clock in that first half hour. That's all the time she can give us. Then we have a half hour of our usual silliness before Philip Lopez stops in. And we'll be talking about things at Galatoire's. That's well, the show you. tomorrow. We have a big... Big show tomorrow. It's not just us babbling about food, although there is that half hour, halfway hour in there uh, for that purpose. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You are listening to, you know, the usual food, food, 
food, what can I say? Foolishness. That's it. Food foolishness. That's what we ought to call the show. Oh, I'm very glad to see all of it today. Because today, because uh, I was just going through and getting another edition going. <coughs> Tom. And it was just <coughs> riddled with uh, with the possible Informish, articles. Information. Today in 1860... Yeah. A New Yorker named M.L. Byrne patented a design for the corkscrew. Byrne, B-U-R-N? B-Y-R-N. M-Y? Nope. M-L. M-L. B. B. Y-R-N. Y-R-N. What's that mean? That's a guy's name. It was T-shaped based on gadgets that had long been used to extract bullets. Hmm. Stuck in the muzzles of guns. Corkscrews had been around before Burns' invention, but his design became the standard in America for decades. The business end was not a worm, as we use now, but looked more like a screw. If you have a corkscrew made that way, and you just might, don't use it for opening bottles of wine. It may drill a hole through the cork without pulling it out. Don't you use that all the time? Uh, no, I have been new, known to do that, but I only did it once, and I said to myself, Don't do this again. Self, <laughs> don't ever do this again. This is just incredibly stupid. It was, ah, it was in a rare... Uh, it's a travesty. It, it was done in a small restaurant on Metairie Road, just on the other, other side of the railroad tracks. <gasps> Gambrels. Gambrels, exactly. Good. Got him, good. Good, good, oh. good guess. God. And, uh, yeah, so uh, they had all kinds of things set up, but they, that was taking the cork off the wine bottle... Uh, it was something that, that they were always doing with either a big knife or something along those lines, and whang, and it would just the outside of it would go flying across. What is that <clears throat> thing that you use now when you need to open a bottle? It's got <clears throat> you, you you fasten it to the top, and then you pull open two sides, and then it pops the the top up. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I have to. I have to remember. I only got the one lesson from Adam Aquistapace on how to open a champagne bottle. I failed miserably, but I have high hopes for the future. Although I don't know when I'm ever going to open another corkscrew. Don't uh, do it. A, it's just one of those things a, you don't ever need to do. So don't do it. A champagne bottle. And champagne is what usually is uh, used to do it. Which is, if a corkscrew um, turns a wine, as the kitchen says, the old kitchen sage says, if a corkscrew. Yeah. Turns a wine cork into crumbs, no matter how much you paid for it, mm-hmm. or how long it's worked properly, or how beautiful it is, throw it away. That's right. Well, doesn't the cork of a wine bottle kind of turn to crumbs with age anyway? Uh, it does do that, and uh, that <laughs> that means mainly that you're keeping <clears throat> your champagne, cheap champagnes are wrong, uh, too, too long, too long. Okay. That was the problem with that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the uh, There's something in your food namesakes that I usually don't bother with, but no? today is the birthday of Nathaniel Courier, who, he? who with his partner James Ives created... Oh, wait. No, no, no. Never mind. Oh, this thank you. Fergie. Fergie? Fergie was born today in 1975 yeah. with the Black Eyed Peas. All right, we're going to take another break. 260-6368 is the number. 
You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. You never know. That kind of gourmet uh, stuff. Uh, we don't get into As that. As determined However, by who, Tom? Well, I mean, it would be <laughs> somebody who ain't there. But anyway, uh, what, uh, what I'm looking for is anybody who might uh, want to try to figure out how you can get the most out of dining out, uh, what kind of foods and minds, uh, and... Uh, I know that I've always and, let you tell me what to eat. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, and all of this what is. What should we, I do, we, Tom? We, we pick it, pick it, huh? What should I order, Tom? What you should order. Tell me what I to would, eat. Uh, I would. I uh, would find yeah that that oyster uh, that um, oyster almondine. Oysters, no, it was uh, oyster spoosh. Foch would be great. That's yeah. A, that's a yeah. I'm going to have to get get these Lyusa people and see if they want to talk about the the Cuco's <coughs> the Cuco's tenure. Yeah. Cuco's tenure. The Cuco's tenure in the city. Oh, yes. It does. Well, the the time that they were here in oh. the city. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I um uh, apparently what happened was they sold the Cuco's and, but, yeah, but that's that's what I, you, I maybe for real that. estate or something because it's a real estate company now. Yeah, I, uh, he's a developer and real estate company I, in, I, on the North Shore. I interviewed the boss of that uh, Vincent Lauza, and he said pretty much what you said, except that they, you know, they just go when they're ready. Yeah. So well, uh, we got on the subject of Kukos because I started. By saying I liked the shredded chicken chimichanga at yeah. Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's, well, you know. A lot of alliteration there. Chi-Chi. <laughs> Chi-Chi, and I don't see her here. Too. Anyway, Chi-Chi's, I know Where's this she? is going to be really, really blasphemous to admit in public, but I had a bunch of little nieces, who are now all grown-up nieces, but I had a bunch of little nieces in our wedding and I had a there was a big girl bridesmaid luncheon and there was a little girl bridesmaid luncheon and the little girl bridesmaid luncheon was at Chi Chi's <laughs> <laughs> at the one on veterans before it closed and I miss that place and you know when I say that but it's been a very long time ago I mean 30 years is a long time and your taste change and trends in food change and I would almost really like to sit down and go back in time at a meal either there or any place where you have a fond remembrance of something that you ate a long long time ago you've said this yourself several times before time how would it play today you know based on the way trends have gone and and well, you have tastes to be, have changed. You have to be ready to jump away from the, get, uh, the from the sh- preconceived notion of it. Yeah, and the memory. I mean, it's it's it'll be it would be interesting if you could do that. Obviously, you can't. These places are closed, but um, but it would be interesting to yeah. do it. I mean, I've always said if you have a, a, a some restaurant thing that you you have found uh, in your in your memory? In your memory. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me about it because that's fascinating to, to most local people. I have an example of this here. 
It is. Tom has taken down a cigar box. It's a cigar and I'm, box. I'm as curious as you are, it's folks. I'm watching old, it, but you're not. It's so. the old King Edward. King Ed- remember Edward. King Edward's King Edward cigar time? That's you remember right. that? Yes, I do. <laughs> Mild tobaccos. I remember when I started WWL, King Edward Cigar sponsored the time. Do you remember that, Tom? Yeah. King Edward Cigar Time. I sold them at the time saver. King Edward Cigars? Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. What are you looking for, Tom? What are you looking for? Just grabbing things and seeing (laughs) Oh gosh, because we're doing a radio show. But other than that, nothing, of course. Yeah, other other than that, nothing at all is wrong with you. Listen, someone said there's too much noise during the show, so let's put this away, okay? Yeah, too much noise of of rumbling of things through the show. We only have another minute or two. If you have a quick question or something quick to say. Uh, give us a call, 260-6368. Otherwise, I will run down the remainder of the show for the week, okay. which is one day. Here is, uh, this is an opinion piece, but it will do you some good. Uh, I have, uh, maybe you've noticed that I have a little kind of a cough right now. It's the same one that just about everybody seems <laughs> to have at this time. But uh, what I, I found was that if you get a pretty strong uh, what do you call the, the shot that you put? No, the, don't, I'm not trying to shoot them. We're trying to keep them. Well, you were you were making it look like uh, you were hitting a shot, you know, uh, of well, yeah. something uh, and, and like a tequila shot or something. So, and, and no, it's it's alcoholic. Uh, hot toddy? Uh, hot t- no, it's it's not something you would drink. Coldies. It, this would be all by itself, just a little thing that you would knock back. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Oh, mouthwash. A mouthwash. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> And then after you've done this about four or five times and doing two or two or three four times, then you you squirt it all out of your mouth, and then you just let it sit there for a while, and then after that you can rinse it out totally. You will see a huge. Have you been doing benefit. that? Have uh-huh. you? Then why do you still sound like you have a cold? Because not everybody knows me. Okay. Well, anyway. <sighs> After I heard that Michael Bloomberg spent $500 million on his campaign, I was thinking, boy, I wish somebody would contact him and ask him to buy me some prizes for all the guesses that I make so successfully Ooh, on this radio show. You talk about ways <laughs> of making people That's what happy. I need. I need prizes. All right, that's it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.